Hello, Andrea Tessman. Hello, Kurt Buckner. I have a question, a question for you, and it is about the era of 1989, December 9th specifically, and were you starting a fire? We didn't start the fire. But are you sure? Because it was always burning. But we tried to fight it. (laughs) Nice. Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire. His last number one hit, December 9th, 1989, and this might have been the end of him as a top guy. I'm trying to sort of like reconcile my opinion of of Billy Joel. I really don't like this guy. Having said that, I respect him. Does that make sense? I think so. I think I have that opinion about quite a few people. I don't have a real opinion about Billy Joel. I knew very little about The Piano Man before this. Um, Certainly didn't realize at 55 he married a 24-year-old. Or that he had two children well into his 60s. So there's that. (laughs) Really? Because, like, uh, musicians never do that. (laughs) Fair. Uh, but no, I have no real opinion about him, but I do think he's a talented musician, and I have, you know, there's a lot of his songs that I enjoy. Let's, let's put it this way, there's a, not a lot of his songs that I truly dislike. Alright, so um, let's go through his discography here. So the first, you mentioned Piano Man, that was the first hit that he had. 19, oh my god, 1973. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I had no idea it was that old. I didn't either. I don't know why I assumed it was like late 70s, like 80s. I assumed it was 80s. I just assume everything is 80s and go on with my life. <laughs> so his next biggest hit was Just the Way You Are, number three in 1977. So, Andrea, don't go changing. <laughs> okay, that's pretty schmaltzy. Well, kind of is. It, it is. It, it's a it's a goofy tune, but a hit. It's a hit that we remember. I mean, we've talked uh-huh. about a lot of songs that went number one that nobody remembers, but people remember just the way you are. Uh huh. Around the same year, he had Moving Out, Anthony's Song, number 17, Only the Good Die Young, and number 24. Again, two songs that we remember. A song I think is horrible, She's Always a Woman, went number 17. She's always yeah, that a woman. would be like, what pretty the, bad. What the fuck was she before? <laughs> I don't get it. Who knows? So we the melody of that song is kind of is quite nice. Like it, he's he's got a good ear for music. Well, except for maybe the actual song we're talking about right now, which is pretty terrible. But um, but she's always a woman. is It's a pretty melody. It's just weird. What well, small piece. Well, well, it is because like like what the fuck? Is, like, what's your point at the end of that? Because she's always like again. What was she before? 
are we sort of like playing around with the 2021? Uh, Pretty sure this isn't going in the trans direction. Or was it? <laughs> ah. So 1978, uh, My Life, I like this song a lot, actually, number three. Big Shot, number 14, You Had to Be a Big Shot, Didn't Ya? (laughs) So he was a big shot. Here is his first number one. I don't know if we're ever going to go to this. Let's please not, because I hate this. It's still rock and roll to me. Yeah, was yeah it, I like that song. Yeah, but what was it? Everybody bef- talking about the new sound. It, it's it's a throwback to I don't know. To what? The, what's the genre I'm thinking of? Anyway, I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's catchy, but I don't think we'll ever do it because it wouldn't doesn't really work for us to go back and revisit artists unless it's a totally different era. Also, I don't want to. That just makes me want to do things more. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought it might. I thought it might. <laughs> All right, so we but we do have other hits here. Tell her about it. Number one. I did not realize that this went number one in 1983. I I didn't either because I actually had to go look it up. That was one that I couldn't just hear in my head. Because I thought this song went number one, but it didn't. Uptown Girl, number three. Yeah, I thought that one did. Okay. Uh, And then we move on here to... This is one I kind of like only because I like the video here. You're only human. Second wind, number nine. Pretty much a video about like, hey, you know what? Like, don't fucking kill yourself. Well, there's that. Well, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're a good com- message. Unless you're a complete asshole, maybe you should. And then here we are, 1989, his last gasp. We didn't start the fire, which is the way I remember it. Da 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 something something something. Uh-huh. He even admits that it's like basically listening to a dentist drill. Oh, did um, he say that? He did. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, he he fully... It, it's interesting because in different interviews and things about him, he seems to have different differing opinions of this song. But it seems pretty across the board that he doesn't think it's a good song. But he seems to have a soft spot because it's basically his life. You know, it's, it's the world during his lifespan from when he was born to when he's 40 years old. So let's just, let's just talk about the song for a minute. Okay. Um, he said, so there's two different versions of how it came about. One was he was in a recording studio um, and there was like a 21-year-old kid lamenting about how hard it is to be growing up in the world. And Billy Joel basically says to him, well, you know, you should have been around in the 70s, like 
all this shit was going down in the 70s. And the kid was like, yeah, except you grew up in the 50s. And, like, everybody knows nothing happened in the 50s. To which he started listing off all the things that happened in the world in the 50s. So there's that version of it. But then there's um, his drummer, who's one of the only musicians that actually, probably the longest-serving musician that he had in his band, who basically said they were in the studio recording and he had some, like, almanac or something with him. And I I guess, I don't know, he was told something and he got pissed off and locked himself in a room and then came out with this song, which was basically just listing historic events through his lifespan. So my guess is it's probably somewhere in the middle. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, maybe got the idea from talking to this kid and then handed it out pretty quick. Well, did you um, did you read who the kid was? It was Sean Lennon's friend. Yeah, it was Sean Lennon's friend. Which is fascinating in itself. Uh, I openly ask everyone if to sort of like follow Twitter if you're doing that. Follow Sean Lennon. He's a very interesting guy. You would have to be to have those parents. <laughs> Well, well, this is true, but it's a very balanced thought process, which is not what I would have thought from someone who was Yoko. Yoko no, no. I um, the little bit, the little bit that I've seen of him, I'm quite impressed. I, I don't, I don't have Twitter. I'm not a twat. Um, but I right, no comment. The, the bits of interviews and stuff I've. Uh, I've heard from him. I, he he seems like he's actually yeah, a very interesting, um, intelligent person. Oh, absolutely. So, okay, so back to the song. Mm-hmm. So this is the forty years of his life, um, starting in nineteen forty nine to nineteen eighty nine, mm-hmm. and it basically just machine gun fires out random facts and dates and not dates but random facts um not even facts just sound bites of what happened events in chrono mostly chronological order Mm -hmm. um with with a a chorus in the middle it's fast paced pop rock um and it's it's lazy. Well, that, that's it's not a good song. It's catchy, but yeah. I don't think he put any real thought or effort into it. Uh, it's stream of consciousness. Here's a list of of events. Mm-hmm. All right. So, like, when? All right. So again, well, let's bring up our age difference here. So you would have been what nine? Eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I would have been 18 at this point. So listening to this, here's my first thought of it was, okay, so A, lazy, but B, pretty much there is nothing that identified, well, not nothing, but very few items that identified with me as in the 1980s. And as I looked through like a quick Wikipedia I wasn't wrong. Pretty much... Someone, yeah, sorry, someone called it 
the the um what what was the phrase? Basically saying it's um it's a boomer's homage to his life. Well, it kind of was, and it reached the point where okay, like in by the late seventies, nothing really happened except for the fact that a lot happened, and you're not talking about it. It's very it's very selective about what events it brings up. It's you know if you go with we didn't start the fire, um, it was always burning. It seems like it should be all you know if you're talking about how shitty the world is. But you bring up events that aren't shitty, just interesting things that happened. Because it rhymed. Because it rhymed, yes, of course. But some of that stuff doesn't really fit. But I think it really is nostalgia. Mm -hmm. It's, um, this is what he remembers, and then throw in some other things that rhymed. Um, And it's, um, it's completely, there's no context to any of it. So it's not a history lesson, though apparently a lot of history teachers used it yes! in their classes. Yes, they did, because they were lazy like Billy Joel. <laughs> um, did you, this, there's an entire podcast dedicated to this song. Oh, where really? each episode, they do a different, I didn't actually listen to any of it, but I, uh, I yeah, it's literally each episode digs into a different historical event that is brought up in this song Hmm. yeah don't listen to that listen to ours yeah we're more fun absolutely um but but it's hey it's fun i really i like the video it seems to be love or hate for the video but i i find it um i mean we're back to that era of when music videos won or lost in you know songs Mm -hmm popularity. So if you haven't seen the music video, he's Billy Joel sitting in the kitchen in 1949, I assume. And the newly married couple comes in the door, wedding dress and top hat, blah, blah. And then the video just follows through their life. So immediately she's pregnant, then there's little kids, then, and as the eras change with the song, the kitchen decor changes and the kids grow up and, um, and there's just Billy Joel sort of interacting on the sidelines and drumming on cans and staying Billy Joel through the entire thing, which is, it's weird, but it's interesting. Like it tells a story on its own while still mirroring the song without actually trying to depict the song. I I think what drives me or like just throws me at the end, and I can't take it anymore. Like, like your life is not a problem, dipshit. (laughs) When he flips the table. Yeah. Your life is near perfect. I mean, we are only a few years away from, like, where you were talking about your uptown girl and the hottest model at the time. Who he married. Who he married. Yeah. Uh, which is also the biggest douchiest thing in the 1980s. You, ever, you saw the uptown girl video? Yep. All right. I worked in a garage, Andrea. Let me just fucking tell you. 
that there's not a chance that there are five of us we would have ever sort of like went like, oh, it wasn't happening. <laughs> Looking at some blonde chick, when a, when any woman sort of came in that uh, that that place, because it w- didn't happen often, we were just like, eh, 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 I got her. Eh, eh. That's how it went. Yeah, it was it was more Beavis and Butthead than the Supreme. Yes, it was, which is true, and I I'll admit that because <laughs> that happened. That happened uh-huh. and I was a douche. <laughs> well, um... You already knew that. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> um, I had some other insights into this song, but I can't think of them right now. Um, oh. What is your opinion on mm-hmm. people saying that he ripped off R.E.M. The End of the World as we know it? I, I, I don't think he even noticed it. Because th- that wasn't wouldn't have been in his radar. True, similar style with that stream of conscious, just yeah. words coming out. Um, similar idea, um, but end of the world as we know it is a way better song. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that he even thought of it. I I will say this. When he's doing all of this stuff, and again, to be fair to the history teachers. I would have done that too. I was like, hey, all right, you do this and leave me alone for two months. But, but when you look at what he sort of like did like for the last half or the last third of the 1980s, like, like, dude, like nothing. That's all you have. Yeah. It was very, yeah, it was very 50s heavy. Yeah, very 50s heavy, um, focused a lot on the Cold War, a fair amount to, you know, about racism, um, but yeah, it definitely, if you look at the the chronological list and the dates, it's kind of a lot of 50s and 60s, and then it, it thins out significantly. Do you think, though, and this is how I sort of like thought of it then, and how I think of it now is here we have a guy who around the mid seventies. Okay. Like why would any of these sort of social issues be an issue for you? You're fucking rich, uh-huh. you know? And I, I sort of look at that a bit now. So sort of like where we have, a lot of politicians say, okay, go out in the streets. Yeah, it's great for you. Nothing changes for you. Uh-huh. So, well, so to give it some context monetarily, mm-hmm. when this song came out, he was in the middle of, or, or it was around the time that he was suing his ex-manager slash ex-brother-in-law. Oh, okay. For ninety million dollars for mismanaging his funds, if if your manager has mismanaged your money and or embezzled to the tune of ninety million dollars, and you didn't notice it before it hit ninety million dollars, like come on, once it hit eighty million dollars, you should have figured out something was missing. I didn't know that. 
Okay, so did did he win? Um, he got a settlement for two million, um, but he countersued him for twenty million or something that was thrown out. I don't know up beyond that if there was any further further you know, if it went any further. You know, I, I have to record my dad. Uh Every time I, I'm going to do a show that I think that would be relevant to him. So I said, Dad, okay, so I'm going to be doing something about Billy Joel. He says, is that the gay guy who did the, who went on the yellow brick road? Like, no. Was he thinking Elton John? Yeah, yeah. And so I said, like, no, that, that, that's Elton John. So I was like, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, mean, I mean the gay guy with the glasses. Like, no, no. That's Elton John. No, 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 no. (laughs) I mean the gay guy on the piano. Like, yes. Okay. I'm talking about a guy on the piano, but this guy is not gay. Okay. And he did this song. Like, no, 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 no. There are a few gay songs that they both sound like each other. No, they're the, they're two older guys in a piano. Elton John over Billy Joel for me personally, it's easy. There's not going to be like a movie about Billy Joel's life, nor should there. Oh, be. I totally I agree with you 100 percent on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying that there are a few songs where they have a similar sound. Like what? But yes, your dad sounds like he's just. Sorry, what? Well, well, like what, I was going to say. Oh, um, I had one in my head before when we, you were listing off the songs, but then I... Mm. No, I don't know. Yeah, we don't need to bring up uh, comments from my dad, because my dad does not remember a whole hell of a lot of stuff. I love but my I think dad. comment from your dad could be a funny segment we, we occasionally do. Andrea, I wish to God... That I was the person who came up with shit my dad says. <laughs> because that person, like, I don't know what to say. Like, like, like he stole my millions. Yep. Uh, so, like, after this, Billy Joel, this is pretty much his apex. He did not have another top hit after. Uh, he had a, well... Uh, what was it? Uh, in the river of the night. Oh yeah. Yeah, from the same album, like that went top ten, and that was it. Like he was pretty much done, and it's it's weird saying like, "Hey, Billy Joel's done." Like after he had fifteen years of top ten hits, and he, I mean, he continued touring. Still mm-hmm. touring, I believe. Um. And it wasn't that he gave up music, but he really seemed to stop recording or writing or something. And I don't really know why. No, it's a good thing. I mean, like Billy, that's a good thing. Uh, Billy Joel is a legend, not my type of legend, but a legend nevertheless, if that makes any sense. He really is. He's a talented musician. He had a very marketable sound. Um, and there's a lot of people that absolutely adore him. As they should. As they should. Now, 
I can't wait to tell you what we've got next week. Okay. All right. What are we doing next week? All right. So I, I told you that it's going to be pure sex. And you made a guest. You were wrong. Now, <laughs> this woman, she's still alive. We're going back to the mid-60s. And an era that I just think is the sexiest time. And do you remember when we talked about how, like, uh, in Westworld – they just messed up. Like, how the hell are you not coming back to these weird worlds? This is the world you should go to. Well, this is the world, one of the worlds I'd go to. It's swinging London. It is the mid sixties. Now this woman isn't British, but she might as well be Nancy Sinatra. Cause these boots are made for walking. <laughs> That's one of my go-to karaoke songs. Is it really? I love that song. Okay. I just think this this song is sex. Without saying sex, it is sex. And I won't say any more. I just think it's the hottest song ever. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to... Um to talking about it next week with you. All right, so just don't walk all over me. Boom, 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 Love it. All right, everyone, stay safe. We're going to have a lot more shows coming up. Oh, my God, we've got so many more shows here at nonhallofame.com, but stay safe, everyone. Andrea, tell everyone to stay safe. Stay safe, everybody. All right. Take care. Take care. Take care.